I'm weak in science, but I, I have glasses, so people assume. Right, know? exactly. That's why I ask you to be on the show. <laughs> Here we go. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. One day Science I'll get the volume right on Interesting, but I haven't yet. Science as fuck. Hi, my name is Dave Chacho, and I'm the host of Science AF. That's the weirdest way to... <laughs> what do I usually say? Welcome to Science AF. I'm your host, Dave Chacho. That's what I was supposed to say. I totally did it backwards for the first time ever. I just... Uh, this podcast is already off to a uh, terrible start. And... <laughs> so why not go ahead and introduce my guest... Uh, uh, stand-up comic and writer Gary Peterson. Hello. Welcome to Science AF. Thank you for having me, Dave. I did that. I mean, I've said it a hundred times, maybe a thousand. For your intro? Yeah. And you think it was, you think it was nerves? You think I think I'm flustered <laughs> having you in the, I mean, in, in the, in the room. When you get such a name like me, somebody who's done things like, uh, ghost written for BET. Uh-huh. Or, uh, sat near... At midnight, when that was on the air, oh yeah, or I uh, did that once. You sit sat in the back. I room? sat near at midnight while it was rolling. Yes, I I went into the writers' room with the uh, uh, for my friend who was on the show, Jenny Z. Um, oh yeah, and the contestants were uh, Ron Lynch, who was hilarious. Yeah, I love uh, Ron. Kenny G. and the, Jenny Z. The musician, mm-hmm. correct, and what? he made a lot of musical. Puns. I don't remember Kenny G being on. It was a bizarre episode. He did not win, uh, uh, but uh, fun behind the scenes thing. I I met him, uh, sweetheart, nicest uh-huh. guy around, and he he takes music so seriously. He usually buys. He said he told us that he buys a second seat on the airplane so he can put his his instrument down. His um, um soprano sax. Correct. Right? Yeah, he brings it on the plane. He buys it a seat. Nice. Which is nuts, and, uh, and he just like sucks on the reed the whole yeah. the whole flight. Just holds just a, a middle C sucker wet. <laughs> oh, yeah, just like circular breathing. Yeah. That that one note. He uh, he did this thing. Uh, they did a little like online segment. It was like Jenny Z and Kenny G read tweets, and it was silly. And uh, and we got to chatting, and he he was chatting to uh, our friend Jen, and he's like, I'm from Seattle, and he was couldn't have been nicer. And I thought, like, let's test the waters. I'm a very sarcastic guy. I was like, um, uh, oh, oh, you're from Seattle. And he's like, yeah, I, I started playing music in the jazz scene out there when I was a young man. And I said, so you're from Seattle. I guess it would be fair to say that you're the originator of the grunge scene. <laughs> yeah. And he, everyone laughed but him. Really? <laughs> he, he, was, he wasn't mean, but he was just like, no, I just do a a different thing. <laughs> like he didn't get that I was like kind of fucking with him a little. But it's my, you know, you, yeah. You 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 test the waters. That's you know, a solid Kenny G Seattle joke. Exactly. You'd think he would piece it together. You think he would have, but you know, you know, made that connection before. But music gets, you know, his highest. Maybe respect. he's just now hearing about the the grunge movement. <laughs> he what if he gets out? into it twenty five years later? Jazz starts smells like teen spirit. <laughs> yeah, starts adding a lot more feedback. Just, just cranking the uh, the compression on on his alto sax, his soprano saxophone. Kenny G covers 
<laughs> Alice in Chains. <laughs> what I got from that story was, did Jenny Z ever feel like if her last name started with an F, she wouldn't have gotten called for that? Probably. That episode. 100%. <laughs> Probably. They, I mean, you know. Uh, That's how fickle the entertainment industry is. It really is. Like, they try to make all these weird connections of this and that. You know, I'm a, I'm a moderately, adequately respected uh, stand-up comedian. Uh, underground level, I'd say. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, done good things. But, you know, you, it's always, like, gimmicky things Think that they... I, I've been in, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I've been in like, three or four... A web series type things for for acting. I never wanted to act in my life. I don't care for it. Um, it's too much effort. Yeah, and, and being around actors and be, getting notes on how to do it. <laughs> and three out of four times, I realize I've taken off my shirt to do something stupid that I've enjoyed for humor. Yeah, uh, I just literally did an air guitar battle uh, as part of something. I I don't know if I can talk about the thing yet, but it'll be out in a few months. And. Uh, Okay. For no pay. Untitled and Air Guitar Project. Look for it in It's a web series May. or some guy. I don't know. I'll shoot it at you. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, do I get to come back on the show as a part Sure, two? yeah. And we'll talk about my body? <laughs> we'll do a retrospective six months from now. <laughs> on, on I did that with bodies. Mike Upchurch. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, uh, well, you, you can come back anytime you like. I'll see you but, next week. But I've gotten, um, <laughs> I've gotten called for that, for like, um, uh, you know, burly white guy with a beard mm. bits or something. Where Big people, fat party animal. Yeah. Or like Midwest guy uh, with a mullet or something. Mm. Um, which is fine. It's fun to go in and do that kind of stuff. But it, it part, part of me is like, you probably haven't heard any of my comedy. You just <laughs> noticed I hit a beard once at a comedy uh, theater and made a mental note to put me in this thing it's the uh, i would describe casting or acting uh the industry in that sense is literally the job of of those producers and, and casting agents is judge a book by its cover. <laughs> right that's what it is it's like look around and notice what people look like and that's and see if it lines up with any projects that they're working on uh uh which is uh, why I did a little research. I know this is a science podcast, and I thought of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we were talking a little bit about um, animal transplant type stuff, and that science. Uh, uh, I'm a very prepared guest. I and, appreciate it. And uh, there it's the glasses. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it was, it, uh, do, you, do you know who the, the cat man was? He, I guess, died. The cat, not the scat man, but the cat man. The cat man. He was a guy who um, surgically changed himself to look like a tiger, which oh, wow. is some of what we were talking about back and forth, like baboon hearts and stuff like that. But uh, I, I just popped up, you know, in my research, and was like, this guy. I think his name is Dennis. Oh, God. Uh, he uh, got long fingernails. He got a cleft his lip, whiskers implanted, his cheeks, uh, his skin was tattooed with stripes. Um, yeah, he did a lot of uh, 14 surgical body modifications mm-hmm. um, to look like a stocking cat. And his eyes are all sort of, um, he's tattooed head to toe. His eyes are kind of, 
I don't know how he, he modified them to look like a cat. I think he took out some of his nose bones so they could be closer, which is really... Or maybe it's the, the uh, optical illusion of the, uh, the tattoo around his eyes. <laughs> and he's got uh, these uh, whiskers, uh, metal. It looks like metal whiskers uh, implanted in his upper lip. It looks like it would be hard to sleep. Okay, so anyway, yeah, the cat I, man. I f- was just doing research, and then uh, there was a Catman documentary. I think it's the thing on the right, Remembering Catman, uh-huh. that popped up for me on him. Uh, the, this this old, cl- <laughs> terrible like stereotype of an agent. It's a guy with giant glasses. Uh-huh. Who's an old man and it's out of touch. It's like when I met him, uh, you know, he called me on a Sunday. That's my day off, and I said, "Call me back tomorrow." I slammed the phone down. I get a hundred calls a day, and I realize this guy's a cat. And <laughs> I said, "Cat man." I didn't. I didn't mean cat man made of cat. I meant <laughs> a cat person. I thought he was a bag of cats that became a person. <laughs> he. He's, he took uh, off his jacket and eight cats <laughs> fell out. <laughs> that was it. It was eight cats. It's. It's so bizarre, this mini documentary. I can't. He's just like, I realize the one place for him is Las Vegas. So that's where he's going to get a job. Huh. And then uh, it shows like an audition. But really, he just took him to a tech company that was hiring in Las Vegas to help repair like like computer boards. Because apparently he works uh, on, on, on technology in his, in his spare time. Another science connection. Um, unfortunately, he uh, has passed away. How did he go? Uh, that's what I want to know, too. Uh, in 2012, at the age of 54, mm-hmm. uh, Dennis Avner, otherwise known as Stalking Cat, uh, moved to Nevada, died alone in his garage. That sounds like... It sounds like a suicide. Yeah. Found it some. Uh, let's see. In an online post, so and so wrote that his death was a suicide. Okay, so uh, who'd have thought? Stalking cat was sad inside him. Do you think? I'm kind of. This goes into a psychological question. I don't know if we're qualified to answer. We both have glasses again. Uh-huh. Establishes uh, a dominance over other people. Do you think if there were more cat men or stalking cat? Or cat people, people that transform themselves into animals in the world, that Dennis might still be with us today. If it was more acceptable to be a yeah stalking cat in a non-stalking cat society, yeah, uh, maybe. I don't know. Do you think like uh, my dad always told me that people who have extensive tattoos are are sad inside. Really? Yeah. But he's an old boomer. He says a lot of stupid things. <laughs> but maybe he's onto something. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know that many old tattooed people. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's getting more and more prevalent. It's kind of fun. Like I I I'm a Gen Xer, and um, our generation has tons of tattoos. I can't wait till we're all seventy. <laughs> Like weird body mods and big plugs in your ears and stuff. Yeah, the, uh, the what do they call those? The the, the gauges. It's gauges. Yeah. I, a kid used to fall asleep in a class, and my my teacher, who I love, uh, is still friends with him, James Maskell, used to put pencils in the gauge, like <laughs> like he'd treat his ear like a pencil holder. So he'd wake up and like five or six pencils would fall out of his head, <laughs> and it was like like 
Are you gonna are you gonna tell on me? You were asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, you kind of brought this on yourself. Yeah. I hope he had a good sense of humor about it. Yeah, he never. He just woke up and it spilled, and he didn't know what the hell happened every time. He uh, did it a lot. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I think I guess you know what you're getting into when you stretch your ears out that much. And on the one level, who cares? It's a lobe, and it doesn't have any actual uh, use. Do you? Do you have any tattoos, tattoos, or uh, uh, piercings? Uh, I in my twenties, I had an eyebrow and an, an ear pierced, but uh, really? I haven't kept up with those things. How did you? Uh, how did you come to that decision? Oh, they were all spur of the moment. I was going to say drunken. I don't think I was drunk. Um, one of them when it was I was uh, traveling, uh, I was backpacking through Italy with a friend, and we were like, "Let's get our eyebrows pierced." Of course, you're going to do that. Why would you say no to that? Yeah. And this beautiful Italian woman climbed on top of me and pierced my ear, and her breasts were in my face for a good five to seven seconds. So that was worth it. <laughs> that was worth the whole trip right there. I'm sure that's why Catman exists. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. There was a woman who's like, you, you I get, like cats. You get breasts in your face for a few seconds every time you go in for a mod. <laughs> that's that's interesting. I don't, I've never gotten a tattoo. I've never gotten a pierce. I feel like I missed out on something, and I've been flirting with a tattoo idea lately. Uh, it's not too late, and I have also been flirting with a tattoo idea. I worked on a... Um, an app actually a uh, last year um and it's uh what is it called uh, uh skin motion tattoos and what this guy would do uh he lives in sherman oaks is tattoo waveforms audio waveforms onto people and then our app would read that tattoo would recognize it and play back the audio and put a little animation over it. Whoa. It's pretty cool. Um, if you want to go out and get a skin motion tattoo, please do, because they still owe me money, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the company's still alive, and it's going, but they're not you know, making a, a ton. That um, sounds like a very niche market. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a low uh, 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 subscriber idea, but it's pretty cool when you see it. What if your song sucks what if you hate your song yeah what if, if it's like a b-side almond brothers tune? if you end up that, that's like you know <laughs> if you if you get uh your ralph nader tattoo in 2000 <laughs> it, it, in the spring of 2000 it's not going to age well right now my adley stevenson chest tattoo did not <laughs> age well come to think of it with those, with those 489 electoral votes rolled in for Eisenhower, <laughs> I really felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went at, in the time between when I heard that Dewey beat Truman and then I heard the correction, I had a full back tattoo of Dewey. And then, you know, later that day, I had to go get it lasered off. Is it's it a always day. a goofy name that loses the presidency? Dewey. Dewey. Dukakis, uh, uh, Dukakis, uh, uh, Adley, uh, who lost to uh, uh, Lyndon Johnson? I want to say it wasn't Nixon. He basically like cruised in for that first and only term as himself. Who lost to Johnson? Good question. Not Goldwater. Goldwater was 
Rockefeller? No, he didn't make it past whatever. But something like that. There's a lot of goof names. Perot. Yeah. Yeah. Fake name. They're all joke <laughs> names. <laughs> Clearly made up. Biden. What is that? <laughs> I've ne- it's always names I've never heard of. Um so yeah, when I asked you to be on this podcast, uh And I refused. Always refuse the first offer. Right. The third the third time I asked. <laughs> Like Jesus, you responded. <laughs> um, you denied me three times. No. I guess that was Peter. Not, the Peter denied Jesus. This is all historical fact, by the way. <laughs> uh, your your reply was that you you were interested in uh, baboon hearts and things like that. Baboon heart transplants. That is a direct quote. Yeah. Uh, is there any uh, background on that? Any reason? I think it was just kind of uh, uh, an area I never really kind of explored, but other than curiosity, I've heard about like, oh, he's got a pig heart, he's got a baboon heart, and how did we get to that point where somebody was like, you know, your heart's not very good, and uh, you haven't taken care of yourself, and no one's going to give you a heart because you ruined this one. So what we've decided is we're going to take a monkey, and we're going to take a chance. Um, We found a monkey who's into the deal. And uh, then the person said, yeah, that's fine. And uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, where did this come from? Uh, uh, who thought of it? Who agreed to it? How was it successful? Do they still do baboon? I heard pigs are easier because, ba- you know, pigs don't rip your, you know, fucking balls and face off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, they're easier to get to the heart. Yeah. I think they're better also for transplantation. Um and most, yeah. most Americans are big. It's still anyways. happening. It's, it's getting better than ever. Let, let's get into it. But first, mm. let's do a little uh, world news, science news. And the science news is the Wuhan coronavirus update. There it is. Um, as I've, I've reported the last few weeks, it's not time to panic yet. It's still not time to panic, mm-hmm. but maybe close to sure. time to panic. Um, I heard there's... There were the f- fourth or fifth uh, death in the U.S. Uh, was reported today, mostly up in um, up by Seattle. Yeah, Kenny G. Possibly the <laughs> carrier. He hasn't texted me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Is he okay? <laughs> um, although you know, there's only—I I say only—it uh, only been three thousand deaths. That's you know, that's a nine more than zero, which you want, but um, it's uh, most of them are in China. There, there's um, Several cases in South Korea, 28 deaths, uh, 50 deaths in Italy, 60 in Iran. Yikes. Um, seven people died on the Diamond Princess. I think that was that cruise ship. Shit. Six in Japan, six in the U.S., actually. Um, three in France. It's still not as, it's definitely not as virulent as the Ebola was, which killed like a large percentage of the people that got it. This is still only killing about. Two percent, but that's you know about a thousand times more than the regular flu. So, yeah, you don't want to gamble those odds, right? Um, Ninety thousand cases worldwide today. I, I also saw a lot of photos of like uh, the uh, 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 gr- grocery store shelves that were completely raided, and because people are going crazy or something. Um, I don't think you you have to panic 
Yeah. I don't think that you have to go and like get rations. Yeah. Uh, it you doesn't know. help to. I mean, it doesn't hurt to be prepared for something. Buy local, you know, unless buy, you're in Wuhan. Buy buy farm farm sourced local food. Definitely not Wuhan sourced food. Yeah. If check all of your food for the the made in Wuhan label <laughs> and throw it out immediately. What comes out of Wuhan is a question. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure how lo- how large the city is. Um, is the the wet markets are what we've talked about. Um, shrimp. I almost said scrimp. Scrimps. <laughs> I'm um, I'm secretly a Cajun man. Sprawling capital of central China's Hubei province, Wuhan. Um, divided, uh, divided by the, it's right on the Yangtze and the Han River, right in the center of China. 11 million. It's a big, that's a big city. But, uh, yeah, what would they think it, it might have come out of the, it's, there's still, we don't know where this came from. They're talking about the wet markets, which are like, they're like farmer's markets mm-hmm. with exotic animals. Uh, bats, I heard. B- bats are a good possibility. Uh, echidnas also, I've. Heard which those little like scaly, is that what they're called? Those little scaly, uh, like anteater type things that they, uh, they're endangered. They're not supposed to sell them. And they're like, yeah, put some sauce on it. Yep. The and the, put some sauce. They make your, uh, your your dick work better. Uh, According to legend. So does a bowl of beans. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. That's (laughs) a good point. Like, god damn it. Why are these like exotic, exotic animals getting wiped out for, you know, pleasure? I mean, like you can get Blue Chew now. Just go into your spam folder <laughs> and respond to any email in it, and you can get, you know, uh, a Vi- Viagra. You don't need to to kill. Uh... Oh, this is what an echidna is. A it's panda's like a, brain. It's like a little spiky pine, porcupine kind of thing. That's not what I was trying to say. They're cute. Um, I'd eat it. I was thinking of a different animal, but I can't think of it right now, and I'm not going to look it up. Okay, that's the Wuhan virus update. Let's talk about <laughs> weird surgeries. Um, yeah, so a, babo- a baboon has survived a pig transplant. Okay. That's, uh, that's the big news in heart transplant um they uh they they sewed several they they implanted several uh pig hearts into uh like five or six baboons <laughs> and at least one of them lived to for uh, up to 6 months lived lived for at least 6 months um when they do these surgeries it's kind of like they 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 put in the heart. They watch the animal verify that it's still alive, and then they, they kill the animal and open them up and uh, you know check out how it looks inside. Ugh. So a lot of these are like uh, alive for now. The baboon survived six months, and then they put it down to <laughs> open it up and check inside. That's. Um, uh, that's a p- tough part of animal uh, cruelty arguments where you're like, yeah, 
you know, should we help animals and treat them well and all these things? And then you hear the medical advances, uh, you know. Do you let people just die? Yeah, I know. I mean, we and, and, uh, we should, you know, be a, a, a furthering science to help people, furthering medicine to help keep people alive. Shouldn't be killing baboons willy-nilly, but uh, if it'll save some lives, I'm not totally against it. Not a great deal for the baboon. Even yeah. worse for the pig that doesn't have a heart now. <laughs> Did they give the pig the baboon heart? Nope. <laughs> no, they didn't swap them. They just sent them to a Tyson farm, and they made pork cracklins. Yeah. God damn. And then baboon cracklins <laughs> with the actual baboons. Um, Would you eat a monkey? Just a quick quick aside. Yeah, well, maybe. Travel what, what's that it? movie where the, the monkey head, like Faces of Death, where they like open the monkey head and... Well, it's uh, still alive in, and Indiana eat, Jones. eat its brain. It's in Indiana Jones, isn't it? There might be something like that. In Indiana Jones, the the, the, the monkey eats the poison dates, right? That's in the first one. In the second one, there's a bunch of gross stuff like monkey brains, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Temple of Doom. But yeah, I know what you're talking about, the creepy that, faces of death. That, that, that experiment. <laughs> what was that? It's like from the 80s or 90s. It was like the original snuff movie. Oh my god! Or something. It's like here's I never a guy who really shoots himself. Here's a car just hitting a person. Yeah. It's like, just like video, random video footage of people dying. It's Jackass without a second episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would like to to rewatch that movie with the Minutemen song playing. Sorry to the families of all the people that died in that. <laughs> this one goes out to you. But there is good news um, for the uh, unfortunate pigs that they've been killing for these experiments. First of all, the, the pig organs, um, yeah, like, like you mentioned, are a good fit for humans because pigs are uh, just humans in pig suits. They're, they're very close to our uh, anat- anatomically. Um, but... Even better, perhaps, uh, are lab-grown hearts, which are becoming a thing. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, it's in a petri dish. In my mind, I see just like a, a bunch of cells, you know, under a microscope, forming a a, a beating heart. But then, it's like, how does it how does it work if it's not attached to like blood and other things? You know. Um, so what they do is here, here's an article on lab-grown lungs that they put into pigs. So uh, some pigs died donating their hearts. Some other pigs got to live on because of uh, lab-grown lungs. What they do is uh, they take they take a lung and with this a detergent <laughs> like uh, they they uh, they dissolve off all of the uh, living cells. And what that leaves behind is this collagen scaffolding. A, a lot of our organs, including lungs, have this scaffolding, which is sort of um, it's like college cartilage. It's like cartilage. It's like a protein skeleton. Okay. Like your lungs have like a protein skeleton, not bone, but protein. And so they 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 take some lungs, they dissolve off all the living cells, and then 
in in the so the recipient pig they they take some they scrape some lung lung cells from the recipient pig and they put it on that scaffolding and somehow using stem cells they regrow a lung around the scaffolding but using the cells from the recipient pig that way it is less likely to be rejected uh when they when they uh implant it that's another thing is because it it doesn't always get accepted by the body right the body may get the thing it needs and then just go eh, no thanks yeah the the bodies like antibodies see this 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 is you know foreign massive cells and they just start attacking like, yeah they break we're being them. invaded by this baboon heart so you have to kind of trick your body into accepting it's like a first day of school for an organ uh-huh. where a lot of one of the other Explain. cells like you're a fucking asshole you're new in town <laughs> can i swear on this I forgot <laughs> Uh, this, the, the podcast is called Science is Fuck. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> that makes sense. It's uh, okay. Uh, uh, so, so, yeah, they, the cells just start beating it up, and they're just like, you're not as pretty as us. And, uh, you know, they're like, look at his glasses. He must be smart. Let's kick his ass. Mm-hmm. And then that heart gets uh, murdered by the body. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's an outsider. Right, but and then body. the school, the whole school dies because that <laughs> outsider was the one keeping that all. He kills the entire school. I don't Just, know if this analogy works <laughs> entirely, but I get what you're saying. It's the new kid. You're it's the, the baboon heart is the new kid in town. It's the problem with bullying in America. It could lead to the demise of an entire institution. It could bring, yeah, because. <laughs> That nerd is the heart of the school. <laughs> no one wants to admit it. Extend this metaphor as far as <laughs> that nerd was me. And if my school would not have rejected me, I would have not carried them. become the evil mad scientist. That I mean, Paul McCartney, probably a nerd when he was a young kid. Yeah. Bought his school, I believe, and turned it into a music school <laughs> because it was like going out of business and shit. I'm oh. paraphrasing a story I heard secondhand, but they came back to rescue their education. And there's no doubt it, you have to be that much of a, a talented musician uh, uh, to be in that group. Uh, what were they called? The Monkeys. The group, the Beatless? Oh, yeah, the Beatless. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, but but to, to, to keep doing it and be uh, the most successful you know musician probably of all time in our living, mm-hmm. uh, and then to go buy his school back. It's a very big stretch, but you and your theory is that he hated school so much that he bought it out of spite and turned it into a music academy? He was a nerd, ostracized, turned to music for acceptance, and that music then saved the school eventually. All right. Yeah. I'll buy that. You take Although it. I think he was fairly handsome and probably kind of cool. Yeah, I bet. Bunch of assholes. Him and John were probably the bullies of the school. <laughs> Weren't they uh, salt of the earth and the stones were sort of upper? Upper class guys. Um, Liverpool's pretty poor. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I don't did know. see a documentary on uh, that was like, this is the house that John and Paul started writing music in. It was a modest little one-story suburban home. I think they were just regular folks like you or me. Um <laughs> <laughs> And they still are. Bunch I'm saying that we're we're as good as the Beatles. Is what I'm saying. I mean, why 
I'm at least Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> at least Ringo. By the way, just this is like just an aside. It it wasn't until I was like 25 that I realized that the Beatles changed the spelling of the word Beatles to include the word beat in a really terrible, terrible pun. Yeah. Uh, but we've all just, we've been so inured to it that we're not angry. We've Our anger at the Beatles for that pun has, uh, I think, been woefully uh, insubstantial. Are there any other groups that fall into that? They, they, they transcend pun? Remember, like, Enough Zenough? This is like early nineties. I went to school I went to college in the the nineties. There was a there was a like pop metal group called Enough's Enough, but it was spelled E N U F Z N U F. Enough Zenough. What else? There was Jackal with a Y. And that's not really a pun, it's just a misspelling. It's just being inaccurate. Led Zeppelin. The lead is for some reason not spelled like lead right because and it's an insult from the who who said right this music will go over like a led zeppelin a ze- zeppelin full of lead uh-huh but yeah you get it <laughs> but i i don't know i the the who is a funny ironic thing but it's not a pun i don't know the, the I, band there was a band called the band i just saw that documentary i can't say enough good things about it really there's a documentary about the band yes uh called uh I think it's called Once We Were Brothers or uh, Once We're Brothers, uh, Robbie Robertson and the band. Okay. Um, and it's good. I really liked it. I'll check it out. I'm not that familiar with that outfit. But anyway, these lab-grown lungs, uh, are uh, they seem to be working. And uh, there's, let's see, there's 1,400 people in the U.S. awaiting lung transplants. They're thinking that in the next two years maybe humans are going to start getting lab grown organs uh, put in which is great that's I mean you crack a few eggs to make an omelet and yeah you're able to make them essentially from the person as opposed to like pig is that kind of where it's going like you can grow it with the stem cells from yourself right so what they would do is they would take a lung from a cadaver for the human one they would take a lung from a cadaver a, a dead a person and that would be the scaffolding they would scrub off all the the cells from it and then they would take if if you needed a lung they would take your cells put them on the scaffolding and grow the lung if it were cancer i wonder if cuz cancer is an 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 infection of the mass of cells that mm-hmm. are not good right that's like a a very boring simple explanation that i've heard yeah it's sort of like a mutation where this the cells won't shut off right they're reproducing like a bad cell or something again again so if say you needed a lung they might take a piece of your lung that weren't infected to try to grow it or they would just take any of your cells oh if you had cancer Mm -hmm. yeah they would take a a part of it that didn't have the cancer i don't know they would still have to remove, yeah, so they would have to remove the cancerous lungs or right. else that would just spread to the new one. Right. And, um, then, and it'd have to be installed and, and grown before the spread could go beyond the lungs. Yeah. Because cells can travel 
And hopefully it hasn't, you know what I mean? Because then you get a new lung and you find out it's in your throat or whatever. Because I'm assuming the lung cancer would be because of maybe smoke or something to do with exhaust or vaping. Um, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, think of all the vaping-related lung transplants <laughs> we're going to need. We're gonna, a lot of those. Every, pretty much everyone, uh, from what I've read. You big vape guy? Uh, I have vaped. It sort of made me... I didn't want to, but I did fall victim to all the uh, the anti-vape media because, um, well, you know, it turned out that, that the lung infections and stuff all were due to, you know, underground Chinese imports or, or homemade uh, vape stuff that was full of contaminants. From Wuhan. From Wuhan. Um, but none of them... I mean, like, it, nobody is going to the hospital from smoking a jewel, <laughs> even though, like... Like, the, the you know, the, the, the anti-smoking uh, turn from the whole, you know, cancer, American Cancer Society has portrayed kids in hospital beds being like, they shouldn't have jeweled. <laughs> <laughs> no? I know, which is crazy, because I, I, I believe that jewel... I believe that vaping is good in the sense that it can help someone not smoke cigarettes which right. is way worse i went i went back to smoking cigarettes because i got scared of vaping but <laughs> i think i'm going to go back to vaping neither one is that great but a vaping is definitely less detrimental i believe than smoking actual cigarettes do you think you'll need uh, a baboon lung or heart or self-grown lung someday i i feel like they're going to be plentiful by the time i need them so I mean, either that or or uh, 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 that clone of me that I have on the island <laughs> will be ready to go. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll be mature. That's another area I wanted to bring up with you. What uh, is we talk about animals using animals in medical science for our benefit, and then also like like we just talked about the scale, the cells, and then cloning came about to be a possible not a possible solution for. Um, you know, if you might need parts, yeah. spare parts, but do you, it, it could be, right? Clone a whole you. person, organism? You have you in backup. This is like a science fiction plot line. I suppose. Yeah, it, 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 it literally is that Michael Bay movie, The Island. They harvest the... There's all these people living under... But I don't know. It, if, you, if you grew somebody without a brain maybe or something and then just hired the organs you couldn't function without the brain though right yeah or you I put don't know how that would work if you but I'm, I'm saying like cloning an entire person to use for organs then i mean that then why not just have that, that person yeah that's why i really uh, want to have twins you want to have a twin so you can use their organs twin children oh twin children <laughs> so, so i can always have spare parts <laughs> Um, hopefully, this uh, this lab growing growing stuff is going to uh, preclude the need for us to clone ourselves. Um, one interesting thing is they they have started lab growing brains, um, which is a whole philosophical question because yeah. you know back you know from from sci fi way back when um, the the brain in the jar mm -hmm. thing has been um, a, a topic of debate and. So far, they've grown these tiny mini brains, which are probably this, smaller than a pea, um, 
so the, you know they only have a thousand neurons or something uh, on that order, rather than the like billions we have. But at some point, if you scale that up and up and up, that brain, that literally brain in a jar, is going to start having thoughts and feelings. We just don't know when that that threshold is. Can that's. It's almost like, you know, when you're you're supposedly the first couple of years of life, there's no, you don't have the memory, the recall. Like you have to have, like, you almost have to have your eyes open for about three years before you see or remember things. Okay, yeah. And so I'm wondering, like, if, hmm. if a brain in a jar never has the eyes or the experiences or the nourishment to see things. Mm-hmm. Will it then have thoughts, you know? Yeah. It just blew your mind, man. I wonder if it would be like, it's almost be, be like, you know, living on LSD or something, because it has no structure of the world mm -hmm. from input, but it could still start, you know, uh, having, I think it could still start having uh, uh an awareness of being, what perhaps. If that brain evolved to communicate that it surgically wanted to become a tiger. <laughs> what is, yeah. <laughs> it's the cells of Catman. It asks to body mod itself from just a brain in a jar to a, uh, a tiger or in a jar. Or it identifies not as a brain in a jar. It has a very specific identification, which is its right because it, it's a living organism, and living organisms on, at least on in uh, human living organisms have some rights. Animals have a little bit, but yeah. So maybe I it, mean, cl it claims the freedom of expression to identify itself differently, it's like not would, human. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's there's gender, there's non-gender, there's binary, there's all those different sex. But what if this mm. consciousness evolves to the point that it identifies itself as um, so non-homo sapien. Republicans are start making bathroom laws for these <laughs> brains in a jar <laughs> that cannot be anything but what they are meant to be. I don't want my daughter bringing home some <laughs> brain in a jar. Okay, <laughs> who thinks they're a tiger? <laughs> <laughs> Is this really where we're going? I'm not opposed to science development in uh, horrific things. In, in the space, like growing a brain, and then if it dies yeah. a horrible death. Maybe literally plug it into Fortnite so it... Give it... You need to give it eyes, I think. Well, eyes couldn't... Eyes is any visual input. I, your, your, um, your ocular nerve takes the light and, and, and turns it into electricity. So if you had a VR environment like a, a Fortnite and inserted the VR, uh, uh, it would be like having eyes, I think. The, the brain would interpret the VR world as being real. You know, it would be like the next horrible step of, you know, somebody would hear that that's going on, that, that you could plug a brain into essentially a computer to, to teach it, to see it, have it to see, to visualize, to have, you know, experiences, and then people would be like, but we want to try to sell them 
like blue chew. Like, <laughs> we wanna, so it'll be like a like thirty second ad, and the brain's just trying to learn love and feeling yeah. and and life and and philosophy and good versus bad. And, and then the brain's going to start getting texts from Bernie supporters <laughs> like every day. And we need you tomorrow. <laughs> when does this come out? Does it come out? Uh, uh, it'll, it'll come out this Thursday, which uh, is two days after the Super Tuesday primary. Are you going to vote? I'm going to probably today right after this because uh, we have uh, early voting, which is open right now. Oh, shit. Uh, I didn't in know California. It's a new thing. You could have voted all week. Um, and my polling place is like uh, three blocks away, so... Mine's a mosque. I'll wander over there. Oh, yeah? Which... Mine's a St. Casimir Catholic Church. I'm not used to going to religious institutions to vote. It's usually a public school. Um, that was hometown public schools. They were, yeah. Um, most of my voting experiences have been public schools. Some Some churches... Sometimes I'm kind of interested to poke around a little bit when I go in. I'm like, hey, what's going on here? But I guess you can. California has made it legal, legal to basically vote anywhere. So in any place in L.A., you want to check out, you're welcome to go vote at. But uh, yeah, check out that mosque. You have to be Report registered back. for the Democratic uh, uh, Party to vote in the Democratic primary. No, no, that's not true. Not anymore. Um, if you're registered as no affiliation, which I am, you can ask for the, you can vote in one primary. Okay. Either Democratic or Republican, or if there's another one, is there, I don't know if there's a primary for independence or something. Um, and they should ask you which one you would like to vote in, and you can uh, request a Democratic primary ballot, even if you're not registered Democratic. So now you know, and if you're listening to this podcast, it was already over <laughs> for us. Bloomberg um, 22. No. Um, that guy's <laughs> a jackass. Uh, uh, anyways. Yeah. I had a whole political discussion last week uh, with my friend Katie Dawson um, about partially how Bloomberg is basically just a Republican running in the Democratic race because <laughs> they don't want a liberal to win it. Yep. Okay, anyway, how about body part regeneration? There we go. I was reading about this. Some animals, like salamanders, can regrow entire limbs. Uh, there's some fish that can regrow entire fins. Starfish. Starfish can uh, regrow their uh, tap dance feet. Uh, <laughs> their their, uh, their arms. <laughs> arms or le- are they arms or legs? Uh, I just call them stars. <laughs> They're just star points. Um, I just... I'm fascinated, especially with this area, because I've had um, multiple surgeries on my body. Uh, on your what? My body. That's the oh your body professional term. My body. Uh, I I I've had uh, double uh, shoulder uh, reconstruction soldier uh, surgery. Uh huh. Because um, when I was 16, I would be Mr. Olympia, and I tore my body apart. Um, I've had uh, th- four eye surgeries um, from, oh, wow. from birth until uh, age four because my eyes were turned quite inward. And and every time I ask, like, uh, hey, can I do LASIK? The doctor's like, no, oh, you really? can't. 
Um, How is your sight now? Bad. I've never had surgeries, but I wear like minus nine nearsighted. I'm plus, glasses. which you, is you're farsighted. Uh, it's a little bit of both. It's plus on. Uh, it's not bifocals that I wear, but it, I have to weaken one eye to see out of the other and even them out. And uh, I, I know it's bad because every time I go to the eye doctor, they look for a dog that should have walked in with me. And it it, it just it doesn't get better. And they're like, you could get surgery, but you would still need glasses. And I'm like, well, then what's the fucking point? <laughs> like, less glasses. Yeah, less glasses. I'm like, that's still, I, I'd rather just not gamble with, and also you could be blind. You could become blind yeah. from the surgery? Yeah, that's the, it's like 1% risk of being blind. And I'm like, no, no thanks. I don't know how far we are from growing um, new eyes. Um, there was... Um, that's what I need, Dave. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm here. Could be on the, um, they, they have grown. I don't know why I went. From, my brain went from eyes to this, but uh, they have grown uh, uh, penises and vaginas in labs mm. now. Um, it, the pen- and do you have the address of these labs? <laughs> <laughs> they, they said that uh, they had to lock the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> so th- these are two different things. They, they they regrew penises and put them on rats, and the rats were able to use them for fucking. And uh, <laughs> the but in and they have uh, created uh, vaginas for human women in a lab, um, which is uh, not the vulva part or the or the uh, 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 lips, <laughs> the the uh, the womb part. But in between the the, the the lips and the womb, uh, the canal, the birth canal, mm. it, they've been able to uh, generate these in labs and uh, implant them in people. Um, also, uh, they've generated uh, kidneys and uh, 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 livers in pieces. I don't know if they've actually implanted those in people. That's. Um, I mean, like. So maybe eyes. Th- this is. Let me let me pose. I mean, that's that's a great advancement because uh, I can't imagine an easy life uh, losing those one of those two things, uh, either one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or being born with, yeah. Like um, neither one working. There's plenty of places where it's like you know, uh, like that whole dark water uh, docu uh, docu type movie. It wasn't a documentary, but it was very factual, supposedly about uh, DuPont and kids born with bo- birth defects, you know, and there are different eyes, and some kids died like six months later, and there's plenty of places in America and around the world still where it's like, because of the water, because of the yeah. things, the chemicals around, the kids are born, you there's know, cleft palates and things like that. Toxic super fun sites that people <sighs> live on. Nevada's full of that glowing soil, you know, yeah. Arizona. I do gigs uh, all over the country, and I well, just when I drive up to San Diego, I drive past the San Onofre uh, nuclear power plant that's now decommissioned, mm-hmm. um, and they're like taking nuclear waste out of it still for the next probably twelve years. Yeah, um, and you I, see a I, lot of freaks traveling around. Uh, yeah, <laughs> from these one-eyed hill people. <laughs> uh, no, my hairs on my neck always stand up, and I uh, and it, this was before I knew about it, and. And before, like, you know, you see sand and off, I don't know what the heck that meant. But then I found out, you know, there there was a pretty much a leak. And, you know, that thing started to fall apart. 
Oh, really? Yeah. So I didn't even know that. Nuclear power plant just outside San Diego that looks like two boobs. Yeah. That's it. I know the one. It's the one from the Naked Gun movie. Yeah. Where he said, everything I see reminds me of her, and then they drive by the <laughs> the power plant that looks like boobs. Um, so, so I guess my point is, yeah. it's So we need, yeah. We need more we penises need these grown things. in a lab. Buttholes? Do they have, a, have they graduated to the... I don't know if they're the, the any, uh, region. Any buttholes have been gra- grown in labs yet, but it's only a matter of time. Um, okay, so I got sidetracked from the limb regeneration. Um, they think that it's possible because uh, humans can grow back certain things like skin to a large amount. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like if you cut your fingertip off, that can kind of grow back to <sighs> a certain point. Um, I have to try it. Yeah. I've Give it a shot. Almost cut my finger off here. That's a that's a pretty yeah. deep scar from a lawnmower. I f- took out some bone. Really? Yeah, I'd reached into. You're a not lawnmower. supposed to reach under there. You know that's the one rule they tell you. <laughs> and uh, you know when you're hot uh, and it's the New England day and you get four foot grass in front of you and you keep unclogging the thing, you just keep reaching out of habit. Oh my! Like a dumbass, I was just like I assumed there was more there to clean out and there was nothing but my hand and I luckily had gloves and then I heard that <laughs> and I heard it like shave my oh, hand geez. and like private Ryan there was blood and like then uh, I left a cut glove and I was in shock and everything it was all fucked up and I drove myself to the hospital and was like uh, so impatient with the line because healthcare sucks but the guy in front of me she was like, are you checking in? And he's like, I don't know. Are you going to check me in? And I was like, all right, I'm gone. I, I had no patience. So I just called a friend who could, who was a, an EMT who just fixed it. Oh, really? <laughs> he just butterfly stitched me up. Outside of the hospital environment? Just at my house. Wow. <laughs> just okay. washed it in my bathroom. And he's like, yeah. It's... How much do you have left? I get most of my fingers. It's like you have fingers. It there. was like open. It's pretty open here. I was kind of hanging. Yikes. Uh, but there's a little... Whoosh, all right. Claw there. Well, so <laughs> Sorry. they're hoping to to figure out which genes might be edited mm. to make humans grow back limbs. Um, and the way they're doing this is uh, um, with like salamanders or uh, what do they call them? Axolotls. Mm. Axolotls. You know that term? Little. They're like little Mexican salamanders. They grow back. They grow back limbs, and they're using uh, uh, CRISPR. Have you heard of CRISPR Cas9? Which is that? Uh, it's a technique where it's a gene editing technique. A lot of people are afraid of it, but they can they can go in and literally in a living organism, including a human, uh, chop out one gene and replace it with another gene, Jeez. and. Uh, this CRISPR technique, they're, they're doing it on salamanders, and they're, they're doing it to, one by one, turn off every gene in the salamander and cutting off a limb and then seeing if it regrows. And the reason is because they're trying to find the gene that lets them regrow a gene or set of genes. It's probably, you know, a set of genes. They're trying to, to narrow down which one lets them regrow a limb by turning them off one by one. Yikes! It's like you know, turning off, uh, you know, uh, switches one by one to see you know which one is the one that's working. How many genes does a small little salamander creature have? 
hundreds uh, of billions? Eleven. <laughs> I don't know. You know, some humans don't have the most genes. Humans have, I don't know, 23 chromosomes. I don't know how many genes that is. But some animals have a lot more genes than we do, and it's not really... Uh, let's see. In humans, each cell normally contains 23 pairs of chromosomes for a total of 46. Um, but anyway, they're, they want to find the, the exact gene sequence that allows regeneration of limbs and see if they can then start uh, editing those into humans who have lost limbs and get them to grow back. So that hasn't happened yet. Maybe we'll get there one of these days. Um, oh, they got adult frogs to regrow limbs by, by this technique, though. So usually frogs don't regrow amputated limbs. Um, they were able to, let's see, at Tufts University in Massachusetts. Medford. Medford. You know Medford? Medford. Oh, yeah, Are Medford. You from near there? Uh, Dated a girl, went to Tufts. Real stuck-up weirdo. <laughs> no, she was great. Uh, I assume everyone from Tufts, Tufts is the same. Um, adult African clawed frogs uh, is what they used. They, they uh, amputated some limbs and gave some sort of... Uh, uh, um, Hormone therapy, and uh, at least one of the frogs grew back. I think it took several months, and the regrown limbs um, had well-organized nerve fibers and blood vessels, blah, blah, blah. They basically regrow their limbs. They're, they're, um, they're getting there with frogs. So one-armed people, um, yeah, hang on. <laughs> Is that offensive to say to somebody with one arm? <laughs> Just hang on. It's um, it's okay because um, you're a good person, <laughs> and I'm sure they have sense of. My grandmother's in a wheelchair, and uh, she she's she's got uh, she's paraplegic. She broke her back when she was 21. Sucks. And when she was 20, 21. And how old is she now? She's lived her entire life. 80 years old. Wow. Um, which is rare. Yeah. Um, and it's not been easy. And uh, she's a fucking fighter. Does not have, you know, uh, does, does not have legs from the waist down. Like, has legs, but has no function from the waist down. Mm. But, like, something like that, when you go through trauma. So, wait, does she carry children? She had three boys, and then uh, 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 on, this on a horrible sledding accident, legitimately. She got... Paralyzed. Oh, it was after she had her three boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And uh, I, uh, I think she might have had a, probably another couple kids if she wanted. But um, yeah, she, you got to have a sense of humor about shit like that. She just, yeah, I hope so. She just is vicious about things. <laughs> really? Yeah, she's pretty funny. <laughs> she she jokes about her her own predicament. Yeah, and uh, everybody, we, we all just you know we don't make fun. It's just kind of you know she. Just bust balls and you know makes fun of my grandfather and and we all get along. Mm-hmm. This it's it's part of it, you know. Cool tragedy. That's yeah. It it's a coping mechanism and and you know hopefully maybe some of the reason that she's 
held on so long, which a lot of people with those with like spinal injuries don't make it sixty years. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. A lot of heart surgeries on top of that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. she takes care of herself. Um, I know you have to leave pretty soon, but mm-hmm. not before we talk about head transplants. Please, let's get into it. Uh, the man with two heads—something I've always wanted. <laughs> you want another one? I want another one. Just a random. Someone to talk to at night? Sometimes I don't feel... uh, I always want to be on stage, but I always could use a little extra help. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If it's not going well, then I could lean into my second head. I mean, that's the thing with stand-up. You've done stand-up a lot more than myself, but uh, I've done enough to know that you're up there by yourself. There's no one to rescue you. Yeah. And I've done a lot of you know, sketch comedy or hosted with friends, you know, then, then they can, they can jump in. Cut the scene. So, so I, I think a stand-up comic with two or more heads <laughs> might be the wave of the future. I would, I would lean on that head probably, uh, anytime it's a, it's a corporate gig. It's a cruise ship. It's a high school. <laughs> you're taking this one. Yeah. You're doing you're going to do the heavy lifting here. I mean, you see like two twins that go on stage, like the Sklar brothers or two comedians that are like brothers like or, or sisters or a double act that can finish each other's sentences legitimately. Um, yeah. And it's uh, it's kind of like a mind meld type. They're bouncing off each other. I wonder if a second head, if it could be grown, how, how are they doing this? Like, is it just, it, it, your head is no good. So they're going to. <laughs> cut it off. Um, it's not go. a second head, and it's more of a body transplant than than a head transplant because it's weird to say that your body is getting a new head mm-hmm. since uh, we're all up here mostly. Uh, so it it would be a head getting a new body, and um, they they even had a um, I, I I watched an interview on YouTube of. Uh, this guy with a degenerative disease who's in a wheelchair, uh, his head is fine, but from that point down, his body is, is very withered. Mm-hmm. Um, and he volunteered to get a new body, uh, but then he backed out. <laughs> Probably after he heard that there's very little chance he's going to survive at this point. Yeah. But there's this uh, crazy mad scientist in Italy, Sergio Canavero, course um who's been saying for years uh for for a decade that he's going to do this it's his life's goal and he did a ted talk and he talks about it and he's done some experiments he's done a head a dog head transplant and he claims and he has video evidence that after a head transplant on a dog he was able to the dog was able to walk um and it lived for a little while not super long they tried it on a monkey i guess the monkey never regained consciousness but they switched heads and kept it alive for a while did the monkey ever have consciousness yeah that's a good question Tune in next time <laughs> <laughs> what is consciousness <laughs> uh they put a monkey on a human no um <laughs> they <laughs> and and he did a you- Damn dirty, <laughs> damn dirty humans! <laughs> oh, that's how it starts. Uh, monkey head on a human. Mm. 
next thing you know, the Statue of Liberty is uh, destroyed on a beach. Um, <laughs> they, uh, he did a cadaver head transplant. So uh, th- there was headlines last year in 2019 uh, where he said, we've done a successful human head transplant. And if you, if you read a little bit further into these articles, it means he has successfully transplanted a head from a cadaver to another cadaver, mm. um, which doesn't seem like a lot. But I guess the idea is he thinks he knows how to do each step. And there's a lot of steps to doing this. And he's practiced Do you think each he's step. made a song to remember him <laughs> in Italian? First you lop off the head. <laughs> Uh, he it's does. He has a diamond to your face hole. <laughs> <laughs> he has a diamond uh, drill uh, saw, I guess, a diamond head saw that he says he 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 cuts the the head and he, uh, and then he trims the the neck of the body so that there's there's a good uh, you know fresh cuts on both sides. Do you think he's just trying to brag that he has access to diamonds? <laughs> Come at me, ladies. <laughs> this uh, saw is uh, made of diamonds, you know. You, you could be made of diamonds too. <laughs> this uh, <laughs> this engagement ring, the entire <laughs> entire saw blade made of diamonds. <laughs> Not as expensive as actual diamond, but very nice. Um, and then they, there's this new thing. There's this technology called uh PEG a polyethylene glycol mm-hmm. um which is the, the most promising thing about this whole story is this polyethylene glycol because it's they're using it to fuse uh uh spinal injuries complete spinal severed spinals um and so you know, for for people with injuries like your grandmother, th- this is good news. If she's eighty, maybe a little too late for her, but uh, that this this PEG, they're saying, can fuse uh, severed nerves, and what they the the theory is, you know, your your spinal column is like a uh, thousand or ten thousand, you know, little nerves all bundled together, mm. and the the big problem with reattaching a thousand nerves to a thousand nerves is, you know, which is which, right? Yeah. Um, but the theory is, if you just use this this polyethylene substance to fuse each of those thousand nerves to each other to to another one, even if they're not the same, the brain will figure it out. So, like, if you if you uh, if you if you have if you reattach a spine to a brain, like what used to be your finger might be your your knee now, mm-hmm. or something, but after they think that the brain will be able to after you know a certain amount of uh, uh, you know like rehabilitation, learn how to use those uh, connections in a different way. And they, they think, so there was this dog, they did a dog head transplant. The dog was able to eventually walk a little. I didn't see the video. I don't know how much. Um, so they've had some success mm. with head transplants. None on humans yet. 
Um, but uh, uh, the, so the big the news is he's trying this in. Uh, you can't do it in Europe or America, but you can do it in China. And and he's the gentleman in, on the right in Wuhan. He's the uh, the guy on the right, uh, the the Italian guy, and the other doctor is Doctor Ren Jiaoping. Let me ask you a personal question uh, for the listeners at home. Um, you might you might uh, need to look this up to get it, but. Do you think he's obsessed with the head because he is bald? Because <laughs> I am I'm shaved head of, as well. Do you think he just wants a new head? He wants a new, I want that uh, silky with hair. hair. <laughs> maybe maybe I mean, we should tell him about uh, that you can buy real human heads. Or, I mean, real human hair at the, at the wig shop. <laughs> and he just gives up being a scientist, doctor. <laughs> My entire yeah. life is wasted. <laughs> Why didn't anybody tell me? I'm half Italian. I can be racist. Um, Me too. I have to go. I'm half Sicilian, um, and uh, you have to go. Well, right. then let's wrap it up. How do we wrap? Thanks do... for being here, Gary Peterson, Dave Chacho, and it's um, not Peter's son, but it's Peter's Peterson. son. Uh, people will want to know where I am. Uh, yeah, how do people find you online? Uh, under the things? Instagram is pretty hot right now. Uh, at comedy. Gary P or comedy Gary P. That way you don't have to worry about spelling my name. And then uh, I've got my my uh, pack theater class, uh, stand up comedy writing performing, which you took. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a lovely course where we just drill and do as much stand up comedy uh, over eight weeks as possible. You were fantastic, might I say? Uh, thanks, and uh, I recommend it. I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to say I take a stand up class because I kind of always thought they were. BS a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, and I've been doing stand up off and on for ten years, um, but I got a lot out of the class. It was really fun. We, you know, you get feedback on what on on your on your bits and get suggestions for punch ups and. I think like, if if it's anything, um, it turns into thinking in uh, the stand up form. And there are all mm, different types mm-hmm. of forms when you have a group of people, which you saw. Each person brings their own unique, different story, how they talk, how they tell jokes. It always boils down to, you know, speaking in funny lines eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you write for, you know, 10 other strangers that aren't you, you are writing more jokes uh, uh, than you've ever written in your life for a lot of different people. And so it just becomes a fun time of how can we make each other all laugh as much as possible. Yeah. And, and it was super fun. It was an encouraging environment. Um, and, uh, and, and the people who were new at it got better fast. It was impressive. They worked at it. You get what you put in, and you put in a lot of uh, good work. Did you do Thanks. any of this stuff uh, before the, for the showcase, or you just came up, came in hot? New stuff. Um, the set that I did uh, on Friday, on Saturday night was all new. I had never done live before. Some of the stuff I said it, I, I presented in class I had said before. I had done before at like open mics. But but you, you I wrote a whole under. new four minutes, maybe four thirty. And it was uh it was wonderful, but the watch, the growth and uh the excitement, you know, for that's that's why I do it is just to meet people. I have no friends. <laughs> I made a lot of enemies in this business, but to um, 
like people always when I started doing uh, stand up when I was like fifteen, nobody wants to hang out with a fifteen year old, even like other fifteen year olds that right. knew me. <laughs> um, but what really bothered me was like there is a mystique and a mysterious area that nobody, you know, is like a lot of um, different attitudes and egos and people threaten threatened by you know presence and oh there's there goes more stage time gone because another asshole wants to try this and um, <laughs> yeah i really didn't like that uh attitude and i kind of made it a mission um to to be inclusive in 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 you know to other people that ever wanted to try something that i love so much i just didn't know how to do it mm-hmm. and i took a class with rich gustus comedian in boston uh who was on dr katz uh, uh uh therapist and he was um, a great stand-up comedian um, and he, he did some basic things, uh, that kind of opened the world. And, and then I made friends in that class that still do stand up. Um, and that was like the part of it was like, okay, that's, I did it cause I knew somebody else instead of just showing up being the new guy all the time. Mm-hmm. And then from there it was just like, oh, this became my obvious calling. I needed to do this forever and ever and ever. Cool. And, uh. Look at me now, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it got you on this podcast. Yeah. What else? What other heights could you could you go? Um, so that's the Pack Theater in Hollywood, if you're listening in that area. Um, but also, yeah, I recommend taking, uh, taking a comedy class, even if you're not trying to do it for uh, professionally, because yeah. it's fun. You'll meet people. It, it gets you out of your head a little mm-hmm. bit. It makes it, it, it makes it easier to, you know public speaking and, yeah. and talking in groups and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I and there re- are I no refunds. That's and you can't the... <laughs> get your money back ever. I've never had anybody want their money back. Um, but uh, yet. yet, Dave needs to talk to me after this. Uh, but thank you again for having me. I love this podcast. Okay, thanks for being here. And uh, I am at Dave Chacho on all the things. And uh, the podcast can be found at scienceafpod.com or at scienceafpod on Twitter. And uh, 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 you can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. And please rate, review, and um, click and upvote and heart and uh, clap, 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 or whatever the things on all of the sites. And let me cue up the music as if it was ready the whole time. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Talk to you next time. Science AF. Are you singing along? Science AF. I do like the Science AF. Science AF. Science as fuck.